Hello again, everyone. This is Brother Chris Hewitt with you, and I've got my friend, Missionary Church Planner, Brother Silas Clark with us today, and uh, we're going to get to meet him today, see his life and the labor uh, for the Lord that they do there. And Brother Silas and I, I, I have been lifelong friends. I don't really remember meeting Brother Silas. We've just always kind of been in the same area together, known each other. But we're going to meet him today. I want you to meet him. But uh, before we get into it, this is uh, Missionary Mondays, and I hope you've been enjoying these episodes and getting to see the life and labor of these missionaries. Uh, if you will, like this subscribe to our who will go channel go like us on facebook at who will go or the hewitts for revival page and check out all the different outlets that way we can get the word out we, our desire is to get young men and young women uh, to consider missions the the great commission and uh, uh, to surrender to the call to get the gospel out to this generation we i don't want to have bloody hands i want us to uh, go into heaven uh, for rewards and and have rewards at the judgment seat not have bloody hands so uh we'll get started today brother silas you doing all right today yeah doing great thank you yes sir i like them overalls amen and uh, if i could figure out how to carry a pistol better in overalls i would wear them more often amen <laughs> but uh yeah. all right brother silas um let's get started uh, i'm gonna ask you the same three questions i always ask the missionaries kind of levels the playing field and uh let's let's go ahead and get started first question is can you tell us about your background and, and your testimony your call uh that god's got on your life yeah thank you chris um yeah so i was raised in a pastor's home my dad pastored uh, the faith baptist church uh, in temple georgia for many years and so i grew up there and uh, came under conviction at the age of 15 and received christ as my savior when I was 16, I surrendered to my call to preach, and I went to a faith Baptist camp for a Bible college there, I guess from 18 to about the age of 20, 21, got the three-year degree there. Um, you know, uh, quickly began praying for the next step, and God directed me toward pastoring, and uh, I was the assistant pastor of our home church there, uh, for a few years, and then the opportunity came for me to um, uh, possibly be the pastor there, and uh, th that door closed, and so I began praying, um, Lord, what's the next step? And uh, I kind of have to, guess, go back a little bit, but when I was, you know, 13 years old, um, our church went on a trip to uh, South Dakota, with uh, Brother Harvey Ware um, out of White Oak Springs Baptist Church. And uh, just early on, I began to realize the need for church planning out in the upper Midwest. And uh, matter of fact, uh, the lady who is now my wife at that time, her dad was a deacon of the church and she actually came on that trip with us. And uh, you know, we were like 12, 13 years old. And uh, her and I, of course, got married and uh, back in 2010. And, uh, happily married with three children now and uh, she she was actually praying for a preacher um you know uh and so it's it's interesting how that all worked out Amen. um 
but uh yeah and so uh basically whenever that door closed um there to be the pastor of of our home church um the lord actually is interesting i had brother harvey come and uh preach a missions conference for us and uh the Lord laid on my heart to take the next building that he would get up here in the upper Midwest. And he was working on a church in Appleton, Minnesota, but there was already a man that had surrendered to, to go there. And, um, you know, so we, he was like, well, yeah, I don't have a building available, but if God's called you like that, then I'm sure there'll be one. And we came up to Appleton and I was fasting and praying, asking God, Lord, you know, show us the place that you'd have us to go. And it was interesting. I was actually reading my Bible that morning about Jacob going to find a wife. And he has that vision of the angels ascending and descending on the ladder. And he wakes up and he says, you know, this, this is Bethel. Yes. He names it Bethel. And I wondered, what is that? And, uh, you know, Bethel means the house of God. And so I was just, and that was actually, we were coming to look at this church building here in Elbow Lake that day. And I'd never even set foot in Elbow Lake, Minnesota, but I already knew in my heart I had peace that this is where God wanted us to be. And we started back uh, July 26th of 2015. We've been here for five years now. And, you know, we started out our first service. We had, well, we had 80 in attendance and 60 of those were people from the community Amen. there and just, from the very beginning, uh, we've just had, we've, it's just fit well with the community. I mean, certainly there are those in the community that, that don't like us, but we haven't really been made aware of it, thankfully. And, uh, you know, we've just consistently ran 35, sometimes 40. We actually had 47 this past Sunday Amen. here in Elbow Lake. And, you know, we had, uh, it's a small town. Uh, it's actually under 1,200 people, but we are the only Baptist church in the whole county. Amen. And so... Um, my vision is there could even possibly be, you know, another Baptist church planted here in Grant County. And we really want to, we've actually got two 15 passenger vans that we want to start going out into these communities, just, you know, 10, 15 minutes from us here and picking up folks and all that. But the main um, burden that I want to bring to you now is since we've been here in Elbow Lake, um, it has come to our attention multiple times, just it's constantly brought before us about the need for a Baptist church like ours in Alexandria, Minnesota, you know. And uh, so we uh, started uh, about two years ago tr starting to reach the area of Minnesota, uh, Alexandria, Minnesota. We have actually have uh, a few people that come to our church all the way from Alexandria, yes. and it's, you know, a 40-minute drive for them. Uh, one, it's even more like a 55-minute drive because they're on the other side yes. of Alexandria. And, uh, you know, and so our heart just became burdened for it. And initially we did it because it sounded good. You know, it, it's, there's, there's an area there. It obviously needs a church. There's no Baptist name on a church sign. Can't give now, the gospel to the wrong person. Right. Yeah. Can't give the gospel to the wrong person. Amen. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, now here's the thing is that, uh, you know, two weeks ago, um, with all this COVID-19 stuff, we had kind of, we were thinking, what, what are we supposed to do with Alexandria? We just kind of leave it alone. Well, two weeks ago, I was in uh, uh, Falls International Baptist Church, Brother James Ruckman. I, he's probably been on these Missionary Mondays, if, uh, or, or probably will he's be. Gonna be. He, he's going to be. He's got, we got yeah. one recorded. We just haven't put it out yet. 
Right, right. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, so Brother Dwayne Moore was actually preaching there um, a few weeks ago, and he was preaching from Isaiah uh, 6-8, you know, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, um, you know, who will go for us and who will I send? Jeremiah, send me, you know, and I just clear as a day, you know, not the audible voice of yes. God, but the spiritual voice of God just to my heart said, Alexandria. And so we want to really go about this. Uh, one, you know, we want to um, uh, try. Well, I guess that's I don't want to get to go beyond the question. That's basically the call, you know, that we have. Um, and it's just and the thing is, is that, you know, we we just there, there's so much so much of a need in this area. I mean, just, I mean, Alexandria is a town of 14,000 people. So that's, you know, basically God's, how, how God's called us to this area. Yes, and um, yeah, yeah, thank you for asking. That, Amen. Brother. And I'll say this um, before we move on, Brother Silas, and uh, he had a big impact on when I, when I first started seeking God, um, you know, I was already saved, <clears throat> called to preach, but just I, I didn't I didn't know to to really seek God. And Brother Silas had really started walking with God about I, I'd say about six seven months before that, just really on fire, memorizing scripture. He got up preaching like a man on fire. I thought he was going to jump over a few pulpits. We grew up in the same hometown. Our dads pastored uh, in the same county together, and. Uh, I remember God putting our, you know, really crossing our paths. He surrendered to preach at my dad's church, and yeah. after that, God just continued to, to, to put us together. And right. um, brother Silas, I, I, I owe so much to what God did in his life and using that in my life as young men. And I'm thankful for your faithfulness, brother Silas, and uh, I'm thankful for how how you've let God use you. I, I mean, he was like forked lightning. And uh, I, 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 we, I got to tell this story before we move on. We went into this really little country church. Probably don't believe half half things that we believe. <laughs> and, and that, that just uh, they were probably some doctrines we didn't agree on. But there was a Baptist church, and uh, a little bit more carnal. Well, yeah. not even that. I, I think they're probably eschatology wise. They're probably a little different oh, than us too. But right. we went in there, and he asked us to go down with him. And he was preaching revival at this church, and man, it was on. Those people knew how to worship. They, uh, that yeah. you know, when you pull in the parking lot, uh, fifteen of them's on the front porch smoking, waving at you, you know. And uh, <laughs> anyways, they asked this young lady to sing a song, and they all the the sound system was a boombox, like a little handle boombox. And the deacon had been there earlier in the day doing some stuff in the back of the church, so they had to go get the boombox and bring it back in. And uh, they put this girl's CD in. And when they turned it on, the local country station, Kicks 101.5, was on. And I was so happy that I wasn't preaching that night, and Brother Silas was. <laughs> but uh, it, it, those those sorts of things, uh, I tell y'all folks, uh, serving Jesus, that's what brought Brother Silas and I together. And now we've gotten to labor together and, and, and work together. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the negative side of serving Jesus but I'm going to tell you, there's more, a lot more positive uh, to serving Amen. Jesus than you could ever imagine. Right. And anyways, I'm sorry. I had to tell that little story there. I wanted, yeah. I wanted the folks to hear that. Uh, That's a good memory. Brother, uh, Brother Silas, can you tell us about the people that God has called you to and the culture, the history, uh, things like that up there where you're at? 
Yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, this area of Minnesota, we're in west central Minnesota, in rural Minnesota. And uh, back, you know, in the 1800s, uh, people came here from uh, Scandinavia and uh, Norway. And the way it was back in that day is that and what brought a lot of, of these Scandinavians and Norwegians here was if you, you know, were to basically make a settlement, you know, build a house, uh, bore a well, you know, those things within the three year period, if you did that, then you just inherited the land. You, it was, it was yours, you claimed it. And so a lot of there's, you know, actually generational, um, farms here that they've been in the family since they came over from Norway or Scandinavia. And so, and these people are, uh, the Norwegians are, are very unemotional people. They're very, very reserved, very tough. I mean, to, to live, you know, back yes, in the 1800s in this area where, you know, it gets down to negative 40 in the winter time and it lasts, you know, sometimes uh, six months, it's not, quite that severe but you got snow on the ground sometimes six months i can go ice fishing for five months out of yes. the year so people had have to be tough to live here and they're they're quite reserved and then you know luther had a big impact on you know the the scandinavian people and so lutheranism is pre predominant you know if you're in the south area you know kind of a way to compare it is just take all the Baptist churches that are in the South and just turn them into Lutheran. Yes, sir. And that's how it is here. And so the biggest issue that we run into is that people just ever since they've been born, they, they were baptized. And so they think they're going to heaven. They've never um, actually had a time where they came to Christ, humbled themselves before yes, Christ, sir. repented, because in their mind they got baptized when they were a baby. And that's what's got them on their way to heaven. And, and there are a lot of them, are decent people, um, very moral people, very upright people, um, which, you know, those people have been harder to reach. We have reached a few of them, but there's also, of course, like any town in our area, there are kind of the outcast and the, the druggies and stuff like that. And they've been a little bit more receptive, you know, but we do um, need to try our best to reach the, you know, a lot of, uh, and this is farming area. I mean, you drive up here and it's just thousands and thousands of acres of corn and soybeans and sugar beets. And yes. so, you know, the, the people are tough, but when you, when you do win over their confidence and that's what I've been taught, you know, small, it's to totally different the way that you run a ministry in a larger town compared to, you know, small town USA. Yes, and it's just now, for instance, there's a lady that got, uh, she was saved at a younger age actually. Um, but, uh, she was doctrinally kind of not, not right. And so she ha has, you know, accepted our doctrine as Baptist. She was actually rebaptized, uh, you know, in our, our church. Well, her husband, you know, has been so reluctant to come to our church and it's just finally after five years, he started coming now. He hasn't been here every Sunday, wow. but he's been coming, you know? And so that's, and, and when somebody gets saved, it's it's very hard to get them to get baptized. Yes. I mean, because that's a big step. When they get, you know, believers' baptism, when they do that, it's a big commitment. So normally somebody gets saved, it might be a year, a uh, year and a half before yes. they actually get baptized. And so they're just reserved and 
it takes time. And, you know, that's the biggest thing I would say, if you're coming to the upper Midwest, you've got to come for the long haul. Yes, sir. It's not this, you know, jumping and, and going, you know, quick, you've got to stay committed, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're staying here in Elbow Lake, but there's such a need in Alexandria too. We're going to have to try to, you know, juggle two churches at one time. And uh, so that's basically the condition of the people here. Yes, sir. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people in the South, and you mentioned it, don't know about Lutheranism and uh, Martin Luther, the reformer, uh, he, that that is his denomination. It predominated in Germany and the Scandinavian countries, Norwegian and all that. Um, and I remember years ago, we were in Dismet, South Dakota. We went to the Laura Ingalls Wilder house there, and there were two ladies running the place. And the, one of them said they were Catholic, one of them said they were Lutheran. And I asked them, I, I just point, point blank, and I knew the answer, Brother Silas, but I was trying to witness to them. And I asked them, I said, ladies, can you tell us the difference between your churches, the Catholic and the Lutheranism. And I think it was the Lutheran lady that spoke up and said, oh, there's no difference. She said, our our preacher can get married, theirs can't. And she said, most of the time, they don't have service the same Sunday every week. And so we'll go one, to, you know, if you're Catholic, you'll go to the Lutherans. And if you're Lutheran, you'll go to the Catholic. And I know at the beginning, that wasn't necessarily what it was, but that's basically what it is now. They're depending on the Mass they're depending on uh, the sprinkling, the catechism, all those things, and uh, that that's that is uh, it's sad, is what it is. Right. That it's so it's so such a stronghold. And you mentioned yeah. uh, the the baptism from our work right. up in the upper Midwest. I know this, and it may not be like this in Elbow Lake so much, but there's a lot of places where there's such a Lutheran influence that if you get baptized into the 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 uh, local church, uh, the local Baptist church there, that there's a chance that they may ostracize you to the point you may lose your job. And we don't face that. We don't face that in the South, but they face it up there. And it's a real issue. And so, uh, you know, it's something that that they have to overcome. And I I want our listeners to understand that. But also, and Brother Silas, I just want to thank you all for your faithfulness. Uh, I've heard missionaries say this multiple times up in the Midwest that one of the blessings of being in the upper Midwest is you can be back to the south or wherever your home is, uh, you know, in just a you know a, a day or so. Yeah. But one right. of the the curses of it is if you get depressed and discouraged, you can pack up everything you own and be home in a couple. You know, and I'm yeah. thankful uh, for you and others, your family and and other families like y'all that have you know it is close but y'all don't come back and forth all the time you're there and i think that's the and i'm not up there i'm not from up there but i believe that faithfulness and people seeing you go through the winters and people seeing you break your back skiing and and staying you know brother silas broke his back on a a bunny slope amen uh a couple of years ago (laughs) yeah but i i think the faithfulness is is really one those I've been there. I've been to Elbow Lake several times, and those people love this man and his family because they remain faithful. And no matter where you go in the world, if God's calling you into missions, go and stay. Be there right. and, and be right. faithful. I, I mean, if you're in North Georgia and God calls you to go to plant a church in South Georgia, which there's the big need, right. Yeah. Go and be faithful. Just stay. Yeah. Just be faithful. And I appreciate Amen. y'all for that, Brother Silas, and uh, and being faithful. 
Well, so we found out about his back, brother Silas's background. We find out found out about the people, and uh, that's why they're the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, that's the yeah. that that's why that's why they're called <laughs> right. that. Amen. Right. And uh, and then now I want to ask you, brother Silas, what is the biggest obstacle or need that you have there? Uh, you know, I know that God's really moving in Elbow Lake, but you know, maybe more, even more Alexandria. What, and it may be the same in both places. I know Elbow right. Lake's a small town. Alexandria is a college town. Is that right? And we've gotten right. to, we've gotten to preach there in Alexandria as well. But yeah. um, what is the biggest obstacle and need for reaching those people? Right. Yeah. And and just before I answer that question, I want to uh, coattail on the last question yeah, sure, as that's far fine. as. I want to say that the biggest aspect has been my wife. Yes, sir. My wife has just been so committed. Made it to home. This. She, she's made it home, and she's been so supportive of me. Amen. This. And, um, you know, if if she was, I mean, there's been times that I've been weak, and I've been dependent on her, you know. Yes, and sir. so she's, she's just really, you know, a, a virtuous woman. You Amen. know, she, she is ruby for, for sure. And so... Uh, make sure that your wife is is on board right. with you, definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, about the the need basically is so um, you know in Elbow Lake we certainly have some needs. Um, you know I could I could share about there. Um, we we do we need people. Uh, we need re- help. I mean we we could use uh, you know uh, a, another preacher to help with things and all that. Um, you know, help with Sunday school classes and, and just so, so much that we could use for, uh, help for here in Elbow Lake. But Alexandria is kind of what I would like to focus on because, so what we're doing now in Alexandria is we're going to go and lease a building. And so that's uh, going to cost us, you know, um, somewhere, you know, give or take a thousand dollars, you know, and so a month, what we want, what we're asking. A month, what's that? A thousand dollars a month. thousand dollars a month. Yes. Yeah. So what what we're wanting to do is, you know, possibly raise twelve to fifteen thousand dollars for the first year of lease payments. And so what we're going to do um, is <clears throat> Sunday nights uh, in August and maybe a few uh, nights in September, we're going to uh, go around to some of these local churches. The closest one is an hour and a half away. You know. Uh, some are going two and a half hours, three and a half hours away, and we've already booked uh, three or four meetings. And I do have an assistant pastor here for the time that's going to be filling in for me on those Sunday nights. And just one of the things too is that not only the financial aspect, but we hope as we go to these other churches on Sunday nights to just fire up the the churches that are here in Minnesota. Let's take this state for Christ, Amen. you know. Um, it's kind of the mentality of let's just maintain until we come, you know, uh, until Christ comes, excuse me. And we, we need to, we don't need to have that mentality. Amen. There's so much that needs to be done for Christ here. There's so many churches that need to be planted. So many pastors that are needed, uh, in this area. And, and we need to, I need, I want to shake up the, the churches that are here in Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota to get on fire for Christ, Amen. you know, and, uh, and so, yes, we need the financial help. And, and we're praying also is that as we do these videos like this, sending out emails, phone calls, going to churches is hopefully we hope hope to find a man that's that the Lord speaks to their heart and says, 
all right, yeah, Alexandria is where God wants me because we we want to be able to be replaceable there. Amen. We want somebody to come and replace us and get it going. And there's just so much potential. So I've got two places right now that we're looking at leasing. Um, so help us pray in that. I, I want to be so sensitive. I want it to be the right place. It has to be the right place, uh, you know, to – and so – what we're thinking is probably going to be like, I think it's like September 20th is kind of tentatively going to be our startup date. It's going to be a grand opening. And so another need we have in regard to that is I want to do like an operation 5,000 or 10,000 where we have a few people come in and we just totally saturate the area about two weeks before our grand opening. And hopefully it's just like we here in Elbow Lake, we started, we had a great, attendance that first Sunday and it's just gone well ever since yes, then we've consistently had you know 35 people coming on Sunday mornings and if we could get that in Alexandria it would make a huge difference and so and hopefully we can get enough people coming enough people tithing that once that first year of of initial support is gone we'll just be able to to go on and hopefully you know I'm hoping maybe just with six months a year hopefully being able to turn this over to another person yes, sir. and uh, pastor it. But Alexandria, is, it's a thriving community. There's 14,000 people in Alexandria, um, uh, and it's just growing. I mean, there, there are new businesses coming in. Like Brother Chris said, it's a college community. And, and the thing is, part of the difficulty is, is that there is a lot of religion in Alexandria. And and there are there are even people that, you know, they, they are saved and, and – all that, but they're just, uh, j just kind of, you know, comfortable Christianity, yes. you know, not really spirit filled necessarily, not really surrendered that surrendered life. And then there is just, there's a huge Catholic church in the community. There's a lot of Lutheran churches in the community. Um, there are plenty of lost people, uh, you know, like brother Chris said, you can't share the gospel with the wrong person. Amen. And uh, so that's a, a good point. And so that's that's our need there. Just basically to summarize it, we'll help us pray for that that perfect location. We've got two that are really that we're really interested in. Um, help us pray for the the finances to get the first year under our belt, and then uh, uh, we need help with uh, a saturation an operation like a thousand. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Seems like there's something else that. Uh, I, should say a too, man. but uh, yeah, a man, we need a man um, as well. And so, and also I, I wanted to explain kind of our service, the pray just that God would direct us. What we're going to be doing is, you know, Sunday morning in Elbow Lake and then going to Alexandria probably at three, coming back to Elbow Lake at six, and then um, probably going there on Thursdays, being there all day on Thursday <clears throat> and having service on Thursday yes, as well. So, yeah, and then just pray for us that as, as a family that we that we don't get burned out. Yes, you know, sir. I mean that's part of it too. That's the concern. We don't want to burn ourselves out. We want we want to be able to remain faithful, and uh, so just just pray for us and all that. It's a huge step of faith for us to do this, but we know that that's what yes, what sir. God operates. Yes, Amen. Sir. We want to be like the two spies, you know, Caleb and Joshua, that came back and said, "Yep, the the land. Yep, there are some big obstacles, but God is able." Amen. Amen. And we believe that. So, Amen. Well, I, I want to say a few things about that, and I appreciate you your openness, Brother Silas. Number one, the man that you are uh, looking for may be listening right now. Uh, every week, 
I'm having people come up to me, young men, young families, saying, man, we really appreciate those those missionary Mondays. And, look, I'm glad people appreciate it, but I'm praying God uses these to call, you know, to, to burden men and eventually call men uh, to these places. So if God deals with you about this, uh, we go up every summer to the upper Midwest. We go up every winter to the upper midwest matter of fact we had the upper midwest winter fellowship at brother silas's this past january and uh i mean it let the, let your eye affect your heart if you want to go with us on one of these trips yeah. uh if you want to go and take your family and help brother silas and them with this saturation i'm sure they would be happy uh to have you come and be a part of that and they've got facilities there that are very nice at elbow lake where you could you could stay and things like that look t- take an opportunity take some vacation time and go yeah. and see let your eye affect your heart so um and then if you're watching and you're a pastor or a member of a church and you want to help with this need they need fifteen thousand dollars and these missionary Mondays, we haven't talked a lot about money, uh, but the, the, I don't mind talking about this because I've I've seen their faithfulness, and I imagine when Brother si- God lets Brother Silas get this church planted, a man in this church, there's a no- there's a hundred other towns around oh, there yeah. that need the yeah. gospel, and I believe, and I know he's sitting right here talking with me right now, but I believe God wants to use this man to 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 get get the job done up there in that area. Yeah. And I believe it's a very worthy work to to uh, get behind financially. So uh, help them get this money right now. You think about this: the pastor of the Elbow Lake Baptist Church is going to have to go around for a couple of months and get money together uh, so he can go start another work where he's driving back and forth uh, over an hour uh, every single Sunday, pastoring his church, starting this church. What a labor! And they need help. They need men, and they need money. And I, I believe our, our listeners, our, our, the people that are watching, uh, maybe you want to help with that. And, uh, Brother Silas, I, I'm going to put your, your info in the description of the video. And if you want to contact Brother Silas, whether it's about going up and helping with the saturation or uh, you know, taking a missions trip with the church or um, helping financially, I'm not going to try to play middleman contact him. But if you would like to go up, uh, and help in the yes. upper Midwest. We're going up uh, in July and August to North Dakota and South Dakota and uh, with the tent ministry, and then we'll be going up in January. Go with us. Uh, the last couple of years, we've taken, we've brought people up there with us. And, and uh, matter of fact, yes. last year, we brought a preacher up with us, uh, and Brother Steve Aldridge. And this right now, this past week, Brother Steve announced that he is going as a missionary to the Upper Midwest. And don't let that scare you. God may send you somewhere else. But, uh, I mean, that's exactly what we do this for. That's our prayer. That is our desire. So uh, please consider this. And uh, just, man, what a work that's going on up there. We have a hero, a friend. Uh, his name's Todd Bell, and he's in Maine. He's got an airplane, and I think there's like seven. I think he's cloned himself because he gets so much yeah. done. But he's planting these churches, and he's been doing it for like 25 years up there in the in Maine and New England. And I I would love to see God uh, use Brother Silas in the same way, but in the Upper Midwest. Yeah. And I and if I I don't know what you do, I imagine that's a desire, Brother Silas. I know that you love Brother oh, yeah. Todd, and uh, there's mm-hmm. such a need. 
And uh, so, Brother Silas, you got any more thoughts before we close out today? I think that's about it. Yeah. Amen. I appreciate well, it. Thank you for having me on here, brother. Really means a lot. Praise the Lord, and and I'm thankful for the uh, the I'm thankful for the opportunity, and I'm thankful for the the technology that we have to do yeah. this. And uh, don't you know? I would love when this video goes out, so many people respond that brother Silas, you know, just gets that money quickly. And uh, mm -hmm. if you if you want to help with that, the in the description will be brother Silas's info. Please contact him and uh, go go see it for yourself. So as we always do, I want to ask you who will go, uh, who will go for us. That's what that's what the Lord asked. You quoted the verse, brother Silas, but who will go for us? And uh, we need laborers, we need men and women in this day to surrender in their lives and go and get the gospel to this generation. Uh, again, like this video, comment on it, share it. If you're listening on the podcast, go follow us on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook, who will go. And uh, God bless you, and thank you for listening and watching. Until next time. Don't you hear my Savior calling? I said, who will go and work the day?